Hello. <laughs> Hello. And welcome to um, well, what we hope will be our future career path. Yes. Yeah, this is this is um, our next money ticket. Our uh, yeah, we hope so. Foray into the the podcasting yeah. world. We have no name for this podcast <laughs> yet. Um, yet. But we're open to ideas. Um, um, should we introduce ourselves? Is that I think is that's, that a good? A that's good what people do. Point? That's what people should do. Should I introduce you or should I introduce myself? Uh, oh, I can introduce myself. I'm a big boy. Uh, uh hello. I'm Jordan. I uh, I am a history PhD student, and uh, next to me is uh, my good close personal friend. Hi. Um, my name is Anthony. I am not a PhD student, but did uh, honours in some subjects, which we could talk about in the future, might be fun. Um, also from uh, Adelaide area, region, um, in the electoral division of, <laughs> <laughs> of Adelaide. My house address <laughs> is. Oh, um, so yeah, this is something that, well, definitely I've wanted to do for years, um, never, just never really got around to it. Um, yeah, you so and yeah. I spoke about this maybe a year ago on a beach, just oh, sort of floating God, in yeah. the water, and we're just like, we should, we should we do a podcast. podcast. Which I'm sure every uh, kind of friendship group of mostly white guys, um, in this case, just being me and Anthony, yeah, um, probably talks about. Um, so topics. topics. Um, I. There was a list that we let, put together. Let me get the list up. Let me the get start, the, but, the but physical, the very physical list. It's it's super important. And ah, uh, oh, here we have here we have the list. Cool. So first thing was name, and then in parentheses of the podcast. So we need a name for the. Should podcast. we talk about names? Because you came up with a great name. What was the name? Which was two white guys. Wait, that was what I came up. I yeah, thought that yeah, was yeah. your thing. All right, two white guys. It's actually very descriptive, and you know we're sort of upfronting that. Yes, you know more white guys are producing more podcasts. Because um, the world needs to hear more views from <laughs> from <so>. our... <laughs> so, you know, two white guys. That's that's not bad. Yeah, which I thought was like a nice kind of punchy description. Yeah. But then oh, it doesn't really say what, what we're kind of talking about. But do we even know what we're talking about? Not yet. Not but yet. But we want to find that. Um, so obviously, like, the easiest one is what kind of happens in our lives like what are our experiences and that's true and We've, interests we have many uh i feel like you and i often have weird stories that seem to happen mm. to us or, or, or revolve around us in some way mm. so that that could be a starting point that could be at least uh obviously the world is interested in what's happening in adelaide and australia that's true so that's something that we that's could true. um you know bring to the masses yeah. We could actually use our, our qualification, what we studied we before. We could talk about international relations. <laughs> we could indeed. Um, and kind of politics and diplomacy. Mm. Um, Anthony and yeah. I sort of have... Both, we, we both studied the same degree, but then almost mm. immediately abandoned the, the field to go into other areas. Yes. Um, yes. It's, it's our, our backup degree, which is good. But speaking of degrees... Mm. Actually, no, not speaking of degrees. Just speaking of topic areas, should we start with should we start with Brexit? Because that's yeah, that's right. big world news. Let's let's talk about the recent, as of well, I don't want to timestamp this. In yes. twenty nineteen, <laughs> the twenty nineteen uh, uh, British general election, yes, yes. Um, which saw Labour Party candidate Jeremy Corbyn go up against. Mm. Boris. The incumbent Boris Johnson of the Conservative Party, and which saw a very 
clear majority for the Conservatives and a really significant mm. loss for Labour. Mm. Um, Which was quite interesting, and obviously this is dependent on our kind of, like, groups of people that, that we know and mm-hmm. news media that we see and, yeah. um, you know, the, the Zuckerberg-focused the Zuck. ads and things We've about the... Um, was that the circle jerk or or equivalent? The, the was it the know. cone? Like the cone, the cone of silence. Is, yeah. The cone um, of circle jerk. Where there seemed to be, and just in general, uh, obviously in prep for the Australian election as well, there seemed to be this push for mm. um, almost anti-conservative, more liberal movement. Mm. Or is I mean liberal in the philosophical term rather than rather than the party term? But, yeah. Uh, definitely that shift. In the media, but clearly not happening in practice, which is... Well, that's interesting. See, I would disagree with you. Oh, the first... The podcast is going to be over <laughs> before it begins. See, I think I would agree with you in Australia that mm. the, the the recent election in Australia saw Bill Shorten, the, the media saw him as, you know, it was, it was the unlosable election mm-hmm. for Bill Shorten. And he just bloody went and lost it, didn't he? He, he did. just... He the, the one man who could have, you know, snatched defeat from Jaws of Victory. Mm. Um, and Bill Shorten did it. Now, the media in Australia is very much privately owned and is is one that is aimed towards a more conservative government. But not universally. Mm. If we were to compare the media coverage... And we're not just saying that the media coverage of the... British election is the the only re- is the only reason that uh, Jeremy Corbyn, Corbyn lost, mm. but the media coverage is quite different. So in the UK, it was very much a character assassination. Mm. I would argue, very much kind of venomous. There was a whole. It was constantly talking about how Jeremy Corbyn was a radical Marxist who was going to effectively destroy the oh, the United yes. Kingdom. Yeah. Was going, you know, it was in the pocket of the IRA and Hamas. And uh, a whole bunch of other cool groups, and uh, <laughs> um, shout, out to- shout out to the IRA. Um, oh. Yeah, and so I think that there is a significant difference in the media in Australia in that Bill Shorten wasn't necessarily a threat to established capital in this country. While in the UK, Jeremy Corbyn is the most left wing person in the West mm. has had in decades, the most left wing radical manifesto. And it was a direct threat to kind of capital and capital interests in the United Kingdom. And so there is, I think, a clear reason why he was so smeared so much. Now, of course, we have to talk about the actual political strategy of Corbyn and, and all of that stuff. And Brexit has completely melted the brains of every British person. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that would be a thing. Why? What do you think? Because well, well, the thing is mainly that and this is something that seemed to happen in, in the United States as well. We mm. cross boundaries a lot here, but there's this like weird kind of underlying conservative voice that no one seems to like. I, I appreciate that obviously there's this smear campaign against Corbett and him being kind of too left, but there seems to still be this conservative voice somewhere that like, doesn't seem to have the reach that it wants. And this whole thing about the whole the whole Brexit situation, the, mm. the laughs about Brexit and this kind of election being a Brexit election. Yeah. Is that fair? It's I, fair. I, I think so. so looking at the results, I would argue, yes. Mm. Um, but then the whole reaction to 
Brexit was that it was so close. And, like, mm. you know, obviously it was all the old voters that mm. were in favour of it and, you know, the young people who just missed out obviously would have voted mm. that they stay. And then it kept being postponed. Then they were saying, like, oh, at the next election, obviously all these young voters would now be able to vote. So it completely changed everything. Yeah, you yeah, had another yeah. referendum, but then still the outcome is conservative pro-Brexit government. And you're like... What? Well, not even that. If it's it's a, a, a massive majority, yeah. Three, uh, Theresa May, conservative, pro Brexit government. Jeremy Corbyn almost mm. single handedly murdered the the Conservative Party, mm. um, and running on a very similar kind of policy this time. Jeremy Corbyn still leader as the Labour Party. The only difference is that Jeremy Corbyn was pretty soft on Brexit, and you know, calling for a second mm. referendum later on in the election cycle. Brexit really, for me at least, appears to be the the only thing that really stands out that Corbyn did differently. Right. That's quite interesting, actually. And I don't know if it's maybe... Because I guess, like, the idea was that it wasn't final enough. His kind of approach to... Yeah. Postponing it longer wasn't final enough for people to... And I don't know. I guess in the UK, I imagine Brexit takes up just the majority of all political commentary, media time. It's the focus of the entire country. Um, partly because, you know, it's a big deal to their economy, but it's also dealing with, you know, British national identity. Are they European? Um, are they, is it, it's very much, you know, an English led thing. How does that Mm. impact the Scottish and the Irish and the the Welsh, but no one cares about the Welsh. (laughs) Um, how does that like impact, you know, British national identity? And so really Brexit is sort of a a debate about where people want to take their country. And so there is, that's one of the reasons why I would argue that there is such a difference between young voters and old voters. It's not necessarily the, the institutions of the EU. You know, the EU, when you boil it down, is, is a, it's, a, it's a corporate trading block to make trade deals easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't really sympathize with yeah. that. So I, it has to be more kind of rooted in people's kind of personal understanding and how they kind of relate mm. to their neighbors and their country. Obviously, you know, the issues of race and mm. we live in a a post 9-11 world where we have to deal with a whole range of commentary on, <laughs> on, on Muslims and, and people uh, who aren't white. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty cooked. And it, I, I think Brexit's really interesting because I think it's like the election of Donald Trump in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's something that we've had in Australia in that it's completely radically altered the political mm-hmm. commentary, political discourse, while in Australia we haven't had anything like that. The closest thing I could think would be climate change, but... We still voted in a conservative government who doesn't this necessarily follow climate true, change. But that forms a nice segue, actually, if we're, you know, on that conservative approach, given the passing of the uh, religious discrimination... or oh, not passing. Yes, the, this uh, is interesting, right, the, yeah. The um, proposal for the religious discrimination bill so, in Australia, which is quite uh, yeah. controversial. It's very controversial. So now, Anthony and I come from sort of different political backgrounds, but we I feel it's like... <laughs> But you and I, that, that's that, yeah, it's just a fair okay. statement. But, you know, I feel like you and I often come to a similar point in some areas. So what yeah. is your understanding and kind of view of this? My view of it. Bill. Well, it's based on all the, only what I've seen in, in the media kind of situation so far, which has not presented it um, nicely. Oh, okay. Well, that, there's been a lot of opposition for it and the extent, it allows um, decisions that affect others, particularly in core fields like doctors and things mm. like that, and what 
almost powers it gives them to say, I'm religious, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get involved, I'm not gonna touch that. Mm. Um but it's that's based on like an interpretation of what the act says and how, how it will affect people in particular ways. But I guess like conceptually and look, I'm not particularly religious in, in any way. Mm-hmm. Um Sorry to my mum if she's missing out. So not particularly religious in any way, but conceptually, why is a religious, like an anti-religious discrimination act inherently problematic? Mm -hmm. Like if you're comparing, for example, I don't know, but I think it's fair to say that people would be supportive of our like anti, anti, um, like, Racism Discrimination Act. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the, what the act's called, but... Somewhere you are. Know. Yeah, I know, it's terrible. It's <laughs> not my area. Um, would be quite supportive of that, because it's yeah, trying to, absolutely. like, you know, build up the capability of minority groups and mm. ensure that, like, employers and things like that are discriminating based on based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of th- way of life or whatever. But then, so why, why does the... Why does a religious discrimination bill need to be any different? Like, why why would you not want to stop people from discriminating people yeah. based on their religion, whether right. it's, like, Catholicism or, or Muslim or Hindu yeah. or whatever genre of religion you are? But it seems like uh, a lot of the kind of coverage of the effect of the bill is in the inverse, where it's, like, empowering mm-hmm. currently religious people to yeah. impose their religious views on yeah. non-religious people or people who don't follow that religion and that's where the problem seems to lie and mm. I guess that's you know an issue with the legislative drafting or, or mm. whatever that I've done but I think fundamentally there was a lot of there seems to be a lot of negative reaction to it as a concept whereas mm. I'm not necessarily sure that that's well placed yeah I, that's interesting I think for you and I you know we're, we're both young and we're both, you know, still university <laughs> students. Well, getting older, but, you know, young young at heart. Um, and I think partly is, like, the kind of the circles we travel in. Mm. You know, there is that real issue of sort of living in that kind of echo chamber. That's and only really... Before, yeah. um, and only really ever experiencing the views of people who are, like, agree with you <laughs> or either, like, slightly to your left or slightly yeah, to your yeah. right. So this religious discrimination bill I find quite fascinating because I wonder where the support is coming from because, like you said, I don't necessarily mm. see it. I see it as the negative thing. And what I mean I see it as that, I mean it's portrayed to me as that. Mm. Uh, but it would be interesting to know how do Christian groups and I would even argue how do kind of mm. minority religious groups, so how are Sikhs seeing this bill get passed now that's something i don't think necessarily has been investigated fully and if it has i guess i haven't i've missed it Mm. um i think what's interesting about this bill is that the need for it i think has really ratcheted up post the referendum on same-sex marriage Mm -hmm. Um, an old israel the old and and israel twitter so it's very much linked i think to the the concept of of family and kind of what that means because so many things that people could say fall under the Anti-Discrimination Act is saying like negative things about a religion, right? But what it really 
comes down to is like you said it's a protection of that inverse of of being able to discriminate so i was reading through some of the kind of examples that the bill would allow Mm. and for example it would allow a christian kindergarten worker to say to a single mother dropping their kid off that that single mother is going to burn in hell for being a single mother and that for not having a father in that child's life which is cooked like that is Mm. messed up but how like but I would be really interested to know like what actual protections it, it is offering for religious groups. So is it like I think in this country there is a really serious issue with like Islamophobia. Like Muslims are often targeted. For example, Cronulla is the best example of, of that. But that was also a race related thing. Are there protections for, for Muslims from sort of right wing commentators or television personalities who often say just whack stuff like about religion? I don't know. It mm. it is interesting, and I really do understand like your questioning as to why, like how is this different from the kind of anti discrimination well, act? Because one of the key parts of the interpretation, and this is where a lot of the like you see the examples that that come out of it, and they're like, yeah, look, a doctor can can deny this mm-hmm. uh, receipt yeah. of medical um, attention because they're you know Christian or whatever, and they don't believe the sex before marriage, so they won't pres- they'll decide yeah. not to prescribe like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. the day after pill or. The, or whatever it is. Um, and then, like, obviously the part of it is you're looking at the reason behind it to stop the discrimination is if it's, like, hatred or if it vilifies someone mm-hmm. or, yeah, absolutely. you know, this, like, stern wording to oppose it. And so I guess really the question is how that will be interpreted in specific circumstances yeah. that arise out of it. Because your example of, like, the teacher saying... Um, Telling someone, oh, look, you're going to burn in hell. Yeah. It's like, is that... It's going to be so hard to... And interesting even to see how mm. that's interpreted as whether... Okay, is this really just a statement of religious beliefs yeah. that's fine and protected under the Act? Or is this actually something with kind of a hateful mm. undertone to it? And that like distinction is, I think, not clear from the portrayal of the act where it's like your example of you know I'm going to deny medical attention yeah. to this person or, or prescription or whatever to this person because of my religious beliefs I don't know how that comes out mm. in like a why why couldn't you say that that's yeah. like vilification I or think hatred because like you're denying clearly what is a necessary or needed service that's like, a really, that yeah that's a really good point I can definitely see so many cases of like religious protection or anti the anti discrimination being challenged in court because of how they're almost conflicting and how it's so not necessarily clear. I, I guess that's the fundamental problem of it, is that you won't have you wouldn't have to ask yeah, yeah, these yeah, questions yeah, yeah. or answer these questions. Well, okay. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel? I guess this is more on a broad scale. How do you feel about a kind of a government sort of? somehow legislating about what people can and can't say, like the impact on the individual's mm. personal freedoms. Because mm. that's, you know... It's like entering into, like, free speech territory. I know, I know. Classic, it's, classic call book of the lib. It is. <laughs> um, it's a super hard question because fundamentally mm. you'd probably want to allow anyone to say anything, really. Like, if you're, talk- if you're legitimately talking about yeah. fundamental free speech, like, words that people can say in public or in private, then fundamentally you probably wouldn't allow everything. Okay. But given history and what's happened in the past, yeah. and how, like, certain <laughs> things have evolved and things have happened, then 
there are definitely some things that are more problematic, mm. let's say, when you say them, than others. And if... But then on the other side, you know what? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my original answer okay. about, like, core free speech being everything. Because fundamentally, like, yes, the past has happened. You have to yeah. learn from the past. You accept the mistakes that have been made in the past. And now we're in the present. Like, anything that's being said that has, like undertones or connections with something that's happened in the past like that's that's finished now right so why why do we need to i guess like reinvoke or reinstill that mm. like previous problem because the meaning of the word the implication of the word is now completely different yeah okay. like it's 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 taken out of that it's now removed from that historical situation right, right. and it's evolved into a word that can just be used. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really know where you're coming from. I, I don't know if I agree. No, I completely understand. I think, you know, I, I do understand what you're saying, that, you know, the past is the past. But the issue is that history has a tendency to just repeat itself yes. over and over yes. and over. No, so, for example, I would not have said six years ago, right? Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. Six years ago, when I'm a, a young, just out of high school young man, mm-hmm. I would not have said that I really think that the kind of alt-right is going to become a major kind of political force in the the, the dominant superpower of the globe. And language is really, at the end of the day, all we have. It's how we relate to each other. And, you know, if I'm going to be a postmodernist for a second, um, at the end of the day... No one's going to understand that <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if we understand it from a postmodernist, and I'm putting quotation marks because postmodernism is, is very 90s and cringe, language is everything. Language is symbolism. Language is how we understand our society. Because, Anthony, we do live in a society. We do live in a society. We do live in a society. <laughs> So, and I think it's important, like, at what point do we, we highlight the kind of freedom of others over the, the oppression of others? So, like, I don't know. It, I really understand the kind of debate. For me, personally, I think just shut down free speech. People talk too much as it is, like... <laughs> shut, shut it all down. <laughs> just to shut it all down. No speech. That's my, that's my political force. You're only allowed to talk to, like, the person serving your coffee. You're allowed to say hello what I would like and thank you and goodbye you know nothing else that's it it's tricky but why why would you impose your goodbyes on this person <laughs> what if you don't want to wish them a good the, the damn fascist goodbyes <laughs> oh. but, but yeah it's, it's just really problem and this whole thing I mean us us millennials we're well, not millennials but for the for the sake are of the are we not joke, millennials I don't think so I think okay. we're too late um oh maybe no no I'm hearing from the studio like, that maybe we are <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We'll look it up. Look it up. Um, I'm, we are not Gen X. We're not. No, millennials are Gen X. We're like Gen Y. Oh, millennials sure. Gen. Wow, well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure millennials. Anyway, I'm just. A anyway, the point is there was this whole thing that. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- this whole thing also arise with the big like. Okay, boomer meme or whatever, where like you uh, have all yeah. the old people comparing it with. Um, let's say, less less than savoury terms, starting with N, that used to be used in the past. Right. And, like, this was, like, obviously laughed at as being ridiculous by comparing the two. But but right. fundamentally, though, if you've got a term there that's that that's being used, what what if, hypothetically, what if 
okay boomer developed the same like connotations as that not saying that it would and no the, no and saying okay. how like unlikely that is but if it does then does that mean we now have to shut down all reference to that because of this previous 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 connotation that's arisen i'm just going to say one thing so i'm just going to say okay boomer um and listen to that laugh listen to that laugh now now if i was to say some other very vile terms i don't think we'd be getting the same uh, reaction to that no. but I, I do understand the kind of thought experiment there all right, maybe maybe we should, should move we on. Them all, like, maybe maybe we should. Maybe we should. We're going we're going down a weird we're going down a weird path. All right, what else? Uh, let's let's talk about something. Let's talk about something nice. Let's let's talk about let's talk about some video games. Excellent. Let's talk about some video excellent. games or some TV or some movies. Some some nice some content that we consume. Yes, Anthony, are you, are you? I love content. It's are good. you playing anything, or are you playing the same thing you always play? Um, look, not really. It's been, it's been a challenging, um, challenging transition time-wise, mm-hmm. I think, definitely. I think, um, kind of leaving the, uh, the uni life yeah. has restricted the free time that you can use to play the things they used to play. Right. Um, because, you know, I'm used to, like, in Rollercoaster Second too. shout out. Shout out to Rollercoaster, <laughs> sponsor, um, of the to, show. to Chris Sawyer. <laughs> um. <laughs> The thing about that is, like, you're needing four, five, six-hour sessions to be able to, like, build three buildings. Right. Like, it's it's hard to then translate that into, like, an hour burst that you have now. In yeah, I really get that. Finishing work and doing, and doing all that stuff. So, it, it's been challenging to play the games that I have in, have in the past. Mm. Um, so, recently, it's just been a bit of FIFA 14. A bit of FIFA 14. Which is um, good, like, mindless fun. FIFA, wait, FIFA think. 14? Yeah, yeah. From 2014? What yeah, are you yeah. playing that on? A PC. Oh, okay, all right, sorry. Of course, it will run on your... Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it runs beautifully. <laughs> like, it's, it's incredible. Wow, <laughs> it's a smooth experience. Like, what, do you, <laughs> what is it even... See, I don't play FIFA. Like, mm. what is the difference year to year? Is it just... Is there any significant difference? No, oh, God, no. No, okay. It's just, like, updated player models and right. then perhaps slightly more updated commentary. Okay. But like literally, literally nothing is fundamentally different. But I don't know. I just so each year get... I get a better model of Pogba just every, every yeah. year. Okay. Yeah, it's more it's more accurate. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. Like mindless fun. All right, that's good. Yeah, if I if I found more time, I'd I'd like to um mm. go back into Rollercoaster Tycoon. But yeah, it's just a challenge because one hour blocks are just not enough. Not enough to finish the vision that you want to kind of put on the screen yeah because that allows you to get through like you know halfway through a building and then you forget what you're doing in the yeah, first yeah, place yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like well this is completely different so, yeah so how about you john because you've just finished right you'll be gone so you've had some free time i so i yeah so i finished my honors and i normally work of retail jobs <laughs> um, i'm not gonna say anything else. i've worked retail jobs over christmas um which is uh, an experience, but I'm not this year, and um, I kind of start going back to uni in February. So I have a few months off, and I reckon it'll be the last few months of my entire life where I'm going to have this much. Yeah. Time. <laughs> so I have, of course, have spent it very productively by playing a bunch of of sick video games. Um, I've been trying to think about which one to talk about. I, I guess I'll, I'll talk about one that most relates to me, and that's a mm. uh, it's a Paradox Interactive game. Have you ever Excellent. heard of this company? I have. Right. I have heard of this company. They are. Uh, they um they make yeah, really good kind of. of grand strategy history games and mm-hmm. I've been playing their recent one, Imperator Rome. 
Okay. Yeah, so... I've not heard of this, surprisingly enough. It's, it, it's like, set, like, 10, 20 years after Alexander the Great's died. Mm-hmm. And the aim of the game is you pick a country. Mm-hmm. And you can There's thousands of countries. You can pick any country. You can pick a tiny tribe in Ireland. You can pick... Um, or you can pick the Roman Republic. You can mm-hmm. pick kind of the, the Ptolemaic Egypt. You can pick a, any different type of country. And you're sort of guiding them through uh, the 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 rise of the Roman Empire, the rise of the Roman Republic. Mm-hmm. And the game pretty much finishes when Augustus sort of seizes the empire just after, I don't know the date, like around the 30s, 30s AD. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> the the 30s, not the 1930s. Um, post-grad depression. And so I got the game when it first came out because I was super keen because I really love this era. Um, mm. I find it fascinating and I love the games. Unfortunately, it was one of the most boring experiences I've ever had. The game was Thanks just paradox. The game was, um, the game was in just a terrible state. the The mechanics were boring. It, the combat was boring. There was no real challenge. You could just effectively paint the whole map in I don't know, 150 years, which is fun to do once, but it's not great. It, like this is a full release. Yeah. So this was a sixty dollar game, oh sixty God. Australian dollar dues, maybe even more. Um. So I abandoned it. And now over the maybe six months it's been out, it's had a bunch of very needed development patches, mm. completely restructured the, the whole game. And I was not had, didn't have my hopes up. Mm. Um, but I thought I'd give it a go. And I did. And I really like it now. Um, they've completely gotten... I know. They, well, they've completely rechanged how you play the game. <laughs> um, instead of having like weird little mana points you collect to spend on mm. kind of useless political point things, um, everything revolves around gold. And everything revolves around, and everything, and they've added a food mechanic. So you have to feed oh, your population, you yeah. have to feed your army that you're about to send off to yeah. get, well, probably in my case, get completely wiped out. Mm. Um, but at least they're fed. Before yeah. That. So it has a, a really good strategic difficulty to it, and mm. I'm not amazing at these games, and so I'm sure someone who's a wizard is probably still maybe not that challenge. But I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've been running a game where I played as Sparta mm-hmm. in Greece. Great selection. Um, and I start off as, you know, a little weak country on the bottom of the kind of Greek Peloponnesian Peninsula. And mm-hmm. I've become a, a, a big superpower now. Um, I have a very strong army and I've, I've pushed up into northern Greece. I've fought the kind <laughs> of the Macedonians. And then my army, my navy, sorry, mm-hmm. just keeps getting swacked. So uh, I, need to, uh, I need to invest into my navy. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really fun. Um, it runs quite smoothly. Um, and I would say it's the best-looking Paradox game that they've they've ever released. The map is gorgeous. Um, How, like, close in is it? Is it like a kind of Civ style? No, it's zoom, zoom in and out. So you can, like, okay. zoom out to, like, a kind of global Mediterranean-sized map, or you yeah. can zoom right into the individual province. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Cool. Um, would, would recommend with the new patches, um, mm. maybe if it's on sale. Because it can be a bit pricey, but yeah, definitely check it out yeah. if you can. If you want to, if you're interested in that period and yeah. like games with numbers, um, yeah, yeah nice, yeah. very cool. I forgot about Paradox as a company until just now. Yeah, they've they've dominated they my life. <laughs> like I only play like <laughs> five games. I only play like five games now. Oh. Like I only ever need five more games, and like four of them are. Paradox games. The other one is just World of Warcraft. So I'm just I'm set for the rest. I'm set till I die. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure World of Warcraft's coming out with a new patch soon at some point. Oh, They're like permanently. Oh, uh, listen. Maybe maybe me. Yeah. I'll, I can rant slash rave about my love hate relationship with WoW. Yeah, for sure. My, no, my the pan- 
Pandarans were. Uh, Oh, I've, were your favourite expansion? Legitimately, it's a good. I, you know, we uh, we could get into it. The Pandarans <laughs> were a good expansion. It was just a dumb oh, joke. Um, but so I could good. talk about well. We'll talk about well in the next po- podcast. So like, because um, I only have secondhand knowledge of well. I have no actual like. Have you never played it? Practical firsthand experience. Wow, I've I, never played. I that. know what our first wow. Twitch stream is going to be, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, just just secondhand knowledge of that, but. I'm aware of its existence. Its existence, existence, yeah. yeah. Um, We don't. I don't have the time. Like, we'll we'll do it another time. We'll get there. I'm not in the headset. I'm not in the headset. I need to be in a good mood because sometimes the game makes me insanely mad, and sometimes I think it's the the greatest creation since fire. Uh, So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Is there anything else you want to talk? You've seen it. What about movies? Seen a good movie lately? Or a good, a good. Funny, you should ask. Oh, oh. I have indeed seen a very good movie lately. Um, Proud of that segue. And now I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard of this franchise, right? It's a bit, it's a bit niche. I think it's like almost a small, small production company called. I think it's Disney. I think it's. Um, I think I think it's like a backwards Disney. Um, like the the G is is. Disney. No. Um. But yes, I, yeah, I have so heard they, of them. So I am to a connoisseur of fine art. <laughs> um, so they released a sequel of a previously um, quite unknown title uh, called Frozen. So they came up with Frozen 2, which, wow. is, which is quite exciting. Um, now, usually sequels aren't too crash hot. No. And um, like the recent Lion King that Disney did was... Oh like, my god, I forgot that existed. To, to Discovery Channel. Remember the... And, and also less... Aladdin. See, Aladdin was good, though. But they spent... Live action Aladdin was very good. So many people have lost... There's no way they made their money back. I haven't seen it. Was this with the blue Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. It's incredible. Everyone, okay. everyone go watch it. Make <laughs> okay. sure that Disney makes their money back on, on Listen, the, okay, we need to keep Aladdin. Disney afloat. <laughs> we do. <laughs> They're struggling at moment. Um, so yeah, went and saw Frozen 2. It was an excellent sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the main kind of things about it that was so good was that in a lot of sequels you lose a bit of the kind of character development backstory because right. like the whole first movie is you're building up this character development, the plot, the flow, and things like that, and you reach like a nice conclusion. Yeah. But a lot of sequels seem to start at the end point and just continue the story. Right. So like you might you just want the first movie to be like twice as long, basically. Like, mm. That's that's what you really want. Usually, but instead you've got a break and then you've got a sequel and okay. then you're building the wrong things. Um, but I think one of the things that Frozen 2 did really well was kind of build that character development almost again. Like, it was a completely different style of character development that right, happened okay. that... Um, how so? Like, what happened? So, one of the main things was, like, the main kind of story arc or plot or whatever goes back to their past. So, Anna and Elsa... The building of the first one, Anna and Elsa are childs. Right. Childs? Children? Childs. <laughs> <laughs> Elsa has these powers, so it's a bit about the, the backstory of those yeah, powers yeah, yeah. and the impact it has on her. And then the second one, it goes back to when they were children again, and then it's almost further back to the source of mm. Elsa's powers. Right. So in the first one, they exist there. It's about the impact of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in this one, it's about where they came from yeah. originally, which I think is a really powerful way of... You know, having a sequel that has the same characters but still calls back in a really kind of nice and satisfying yeah, way yeah, legit, to yeah. something that's happened in the past and, and building that further, which is really good. So, 
yeah, no, highly recommend. Great songs. Yeah. A lot better than the first one. Really? Man. Yeah, yeah, 100% songs a lot better than the first one. Oh, the songs? The yeah. songs or just the movie in general? Also the movie in general. Okay. I think it is a superior... Is it better than movie. Tangled? Uh, that's a good question. I have to watch it again to make that okay. assessment. Um, Tangled is also a very good movie. Alright. So, yeah, no, that's that's a tough question, actually. I would have to see it again to make that make that call, but, yeah, I loved it. Mm. Have you checked very out good. Disney Plus? I have very briefly, but okay. then I had a um, an amusing situation with my um, with my debit card. Oh, a strange transaction! <laughs> so I had to cancel that. Which the flow-on effect of that was having to then cancel. Like Disney Plus didn't get re- renewed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I tried it for a week. Um, it's like amazing having all the movies yeah. kind of in the same place, which is really cool. But didn't really try any of the new the new shows that they've come out with but mm. obviously like baby yoda exists so clearly it's doing yeah. is doing really well for itself if we were wise we would we should have watched the mandalorian before I, I haven't seen it even though i'm a massive star i haven't seen anything about it except baby yoda um so we could actually have something like on point and you know and current yeah, yeah. <laughs> current and relevant to talk about uh, instead of me talking about a game that came out six months ago and you talking about um frozen Frozen 2. Frozen 2. To be Frozen fair, 2. that only came out like a week ago. So that's... Yeah, that's, okay. That's pretty fair. current. That's fair. I do think it's interesting though to see... I would say that in my popular culture mm. understanding, which isn't that broad. The Mandalorian seems to have taken over a lot more than Frozen. Um, yeah, a lot more. Which is, which is surprising. Which is wild. Which, I mean, I'm I'm not a, a pro or for anything of a giant faceless corporation that is... Disney, who are, who are probably listening to this now. A and face, it's Mickey. <laughs> Mickey's face. <laughs> it's like in like 1984 when he looks at the screen, but instead of like Stalin, it's just Mickey Mouse's face. That's our future. <laughs> what what a bitch reference. That was quite good. Um, yeah, so, so um, yeah, it was really good. And um, yeah, the Mandalorian one's interesting because I feel mm. like, at least personally, I didn't feel the, the push for the Mandalorian. It felt like Star Wars was almost oversaturated like yeah. I'd forgotten that the last part of whatever part 9 or yeah, whatever's yeah. literally coming out this year like I feel like that's just mm. hasn't come out hasn't got the reach so I was surprised that The Mandalorian seems to have gotten that even though it is just Baby Yoda rather than literally anything else from the film yeah 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 <laughs> or um, the series rather but yeah. yeah well Star Wars is a weird one because Star Wars has been around for so long and it's sold so much mm. But there's just something about it that bring, brings people back. I don't know if you could say that any other kind of... You know, well, maybe the Marvel stuff now is actually has, is, yeah, has such like popular culture purchasing power. Um, but with Star Wars, I don't know. There's something about it. I've always loved Star Wars, but I haven't checked out The Mandalorian. Mm. Um, I think Star Wars fans are so old now, and they're so cross-generational, <laughs> that yeah. nothing Star Wars ever creates or everything like that people will be universally loved. So, for yeah. example, take The Last Jedi, a movie I mm. thought was fantastic. I thought I loved the way they did new things. They got rid of old plot tropes. I like the space battles where they go pew pew. I mean, that's what I'm here to. That's what I'm paying for, guys. <laughs> the key, uh, <laughs> key element. Um, but I know a lot of people didn't like it, and so I think you know. Same with Rogue One. Um, I thought was fine. Some people loved it. Solo, I thought was maybe the first instance of actual just trash on a cinema screen. Wow, that's ah, a huge call. I know, I know, it is a huge call. Great I, I know, see, that's <laughs> the thing. I, I'm just, I'm confused. It's and so I think so it's now that yeah. Star Wars fans 
are like the people who hate Star Wars the most. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so true. Like people who like have seen you know the like people like Star Wars, right? Mm. But only Star Wars fans fucking hate yes. Star yes. Wars. Yes, yeah, yeah. No one's out yeah. here like being like, oh, I think Star Wars is lame. People are like, um, actually, I think you'll find that in the Last Jedi, um, Mark Hamill, who played uh, Luke Skywalker, he uh he should have put his hair on the left side <laughs> instead of the right side. And I just you know, I. I I know that that's that's a so funny. I mean that's just me as well. I mean I really understand where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, but actually, also, why why did his hair go? <laughs> I don't know. He makes a very fair point. Uh, but it's it's so true. It's that yeah. like incessant focused culture, like obsessive culture that yeah. brings out the super super for or super super against, where literally everyone else is in the middle. Like, yeah, I'm in the middle. I've seen Star Wars. I'm like. Yeah, okay. But I could never... I just don't understand how you get that passionate about something. Mm. But then I'm literally like that with yeah, my yeah, friends. Yeah. So like, yeah. it really makes sense. You spent 600 <laughs> hours in Roller Toaster... Roller Toaster? <laughs> roller Coaster Tycoon oh, 2. This is true, also. Um, but yeah. It's that film. Film and cinema. Film. Do we need I'm em? surprised that it's going so well film in general with the film like, the I'm surprised no, movies no. are doing well yeah, yeah, yeah no but it's in like obviously with, with Netflix coming out and yeah. Disney Plus and Amazon Prime has their own Apples coming out with theirs as well mm. this whole just like stay at home movie culture is it feels so much easier than going all the way out to the cinema and cinema yeah. tickets are so expensive they are really expensive like 20 bucks to see yeah. a movie you're like what yeah, it, any food at all that you get is like a small fortune. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Um, uh, and you know, this is just coming from two two young guys, so we we might just like mm. pay for ourselves or our partners or friends or something like that. But or imagine a parent. Ha- <laughs> yeah, imagine having imagine having like two kids. Imagine yeah. trying to take your kids to the movie. That's a hundred dollars. Like, what could you do for the hundred bucks that you wouldn't? So true. Uh, I, I don't know, and I. I know that they try, you know, more comfortable chairs, better screen, but man, I just don't care about that. Mm, like, yeah. yeah, the funniest thing is like the the gold class, uh, like the premium mm, cinema experience, like, like bougie with, cinema. Yeah, with like champagne or wine or like a a meal, like a steak. Yeah, and absolutely. You're like, what? That's, so, that's <laughs> such a foreign concept for cinema. But like, mm. I don't know. Maybe it's a cool a cool thing to do. It's taking like you know. Tinder dates to the movies to a whole other level. Yeah, you know, people are expecting a lot more than uh, I feel you know, like you know their hands yeah. meeting in the popcorn. Like <laughs> the gold class is such a flex. Be like, hey baby, yeah. I can provide for you. I can take you to gold class whenever you want. You want me to get this oh. like sixteen-year-old uh, usher to fee- feed you grapes? <laughs> He'll do it. I'll make you do it. Going back to like ancient Egypt with the uh, yeah fans, we're just all becoming yeah coming pharaohs. Yeah, and the mm. the fifteen year old cinema attendants are the uh, are our slaves. Yeah, they they will build the pyramids for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. What changed? You know, this this calls back to you know the transition of words and their meaning throughout history. Let's <laughs> let's not talk about like I, I, it's postmodernism completely melted my brain oh. this year in that I I, I both agree and very heartily disagree with a hundred percent of it at the exact same time. <laughs> Um, so I'm not sure where that leaves me. This is like all, 
um, like academic concepts ever, though. What, almost completely useless to real-life existence? Yes. 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 And, like, build up this this incredible, like, reasoning structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every single example is an exception to that yeah. structure. Well, I mean, there was this guy, like, in, like, oh. um, this German dude in, like, the... 1800s who just like figured out like he'd figured out the right to understand <laughs> figured it out the world. you might have you might have you might have heard of him a little little man little man called Karl Marx like <laughs> you don't man. really you know a little you may have heard of you know oh. old, old mate Karl mm, a generously bearded fellow I think is the yeah yeah um you may you know maybe some of you listening were there but um for my 23rd <laughs> birthday um Anthony came to my birthday as a young Karl Marx I did um, I did. It was certainly oh, interesting. Yeah. I was in a full Napoleon costume, hat, mm. boots, little shiny buttons. Um, and then in comes Anthony, you know, 6'2". Yeah. Dressed two, normally. <laughs> just like, dressed my normally. Hair down. <laughs> oh, oh, so God. good. Oh, that's good. This gives our, our listeners a, like a description of, mm. of who we are visually. Visually. Which is quite cool. Yeah, like, like, we could have videoed this, but that's... Well, yeah, I mean, then yeah. we'd have to wear pants. To be honest, I'm not sure if like we need to describe ourselves for this, like, like you know, obviously podcasting, such a visual medium. It is. It is. Um, a very <laughs> visual medium. Yeah, I don't know. Wonderful. Where we're at, what just past forty-seven minutes. Nice. Which is pretty good. That's and pretty good. All our like that went quick. About, and we'll cut out like half of this. So that'll yeah. be nice bite size. I like <laughs> I like that you uh you said forty seven minutes and then said actually we'll cut it down. So do we cut that? Do we? I don't know. Who's editing this? I don't know. We're gonna have to hire an editor with all of our podcast money. Oh uh, yeah. We could hire an editor yeah. to to really yeah yeah, yeah for sure concise it. Yeah, I think we should leave this bit in, but then just cut out all of the rest. Okay, this so is like a, this is like, this is is like a behind the scenes. People love that. People <laughs> yeah. love it. This is the content people want. People want Baby Yoda, and people want yes. bloopers. See, that would be the, the that would be the benefit of of adding a visual medium. Maybe or oh, maybe our like logo could just oh. be Baby Yoda. We have or a is there a copyright issue? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all right, Disney is not someone you want to fuck with. Let's not let's not mess with Disney's copyright. Oh, I feel. Look, I've I've given them enough enough money and views for their. Uh, <laughs> they'll for their they'll let it slide. Like they'll, they'll let it. Slide. If I stand Disney hard enough, they'll they'll forgive me for, oh. for intellectual property theft. <laughs> It'll be fine. Cool. So should we work out like a sign off? Like, what do we ooh, ooh. do? We need something. We need something to. You know, like a thread that connects all of our podcasts. Um, so obviously, our intro for this one is just like we'll disregard that. That's fucked everything up. But like our conclusion, we could set up a okay. good conclusion that uh, we use. Does it have for to be everything. something something profound? Um, I don't know. Um, I feel it needs to be something catchy. It needs to be something that like you know represents us as as human beings on oh. this earth. Like, yeah. And like, <laughs> 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 um, and I don't know what that is. Maybe this, maybe we should do something in Latin. Is there some Latin? Latin? I didn't Latin so, listen, I have a rudimentary grasp of English, my main language. I, I'm not speaking in Latin. Oh, that might be cool though. It would be cool. I don't we, know what like, we may accidentally like summon the devil or something though. Like we don't know what we're doing. This is also true. Do you ever as, think as of, it's been abundantly clear for the last 47 and a half minutes? <laughs> quick side note before we, Do you ever think... You ever wonder why, like, all the Satanist stuff is, like, done in Latin? Like, if if the devil is as old as, like, God... 
yeah. Did he just like he's have a different language? Like, did he just have a different language? And then he saw Latin and he's like, yeah, this is fucking cool. This is the I'm going to use this from now on. But like that for him, that it's was cool, like but yesterday. Like, but <laughs> that was like yesterday. But maybe he's just like, he's like, guys, Latin was it's like a cool new thing. Latin's still cool. Yeah, Latin's <laughs> still cool. I don't know. Because like, you know, Latin was invented. Like, you know, Satan is an all, an all being. Well, I don't listen. It's like this you know, is he's it, this not going to confine himself to you know Italy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, maybe anyway, he should. That's, that's a, a different a different topic. Yeah. Know. All right. Yeah. Well, our, like, <laughs> our hidden Satanist views. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's really how we um, became friends. We met at the kind of the, um, the ritual. Yeah, we met at the kind of cult hideout and uh, in English, funnily enough, not in, <laughs> in English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe we just say goodbye. Okay. Is that right? Well, we don't want to impose the goodbye on people. Oh. Should we just say bye? <laughs> just, oh. We'll cut it. All right. We'll cu- just cut it. We'll just finish cut it. it. We'll finish it here, and we'll work out. We'll work out how to say goodbye in future. Okay. So All goodbye, right. good, loyal good, listeners. Good, good goodbye, Jordan. Bye. <laughs>